What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Wolves of Investing podcast. This podcast was originally aired as a video on the Wolves of Investing YouTube channel. As always, we are not financial advisors. This content is based on opinions presented as is without warranty for entertainment purposes only. This is not financial nor any other kind of professional advice. Investments in securities involve risk of loss. Past performance is not indicative of future results. This is not a securities offering. Please seek advice from a professional before making any financial decisions. Talkspace recently reported fourth quarter and full year earnings for 2021. As of Friday's close, Talkspace stock price was $1.48 with a market cap of $227.9 million. In this video, I'm first going to go over Talkspace's Q4 and full year earnings results. Second, I'm going to compare the full year results with Talkspace's previous SPAC projections. Third, I'm going to go over my updated five-year bull and bear case for Talkspace stock. And finally, I'm going to go over my game plan for investing in Talkspace. All this right after... I am not a financial advisor. This video is for entertainment purposes only. Learn to invest like a wolf at your own risk. What's up everyone? Welcome back to my channel, Wolves of Investing. My name is Donnie Nguyen and I'm the founder of Wolves of Investing. If you're new, I talk about growth stocks, SPACs, Bitcoin, options, and anything on my mind related to investing. If you wanna learn how to achieve financial freedom through investing, be sure to click on that subscribe button and notification bell if you haven't yet. And please remember to drop a like on this video if you enjoy it, as it truly helps out the channel. So without further ado, let's get right into it. Talkspace full year 2021 revenue rose 50% year over year from $76 million in 2020 to $114 million in 2021. B2B revenue rose 160% from $15 million to $39 million. And B2C rose 21% from $62 million to $75 million. B2B sessions rose 138% from 115,000 sessions at the end of 2020 to 274,000 sessions at the end of 2021. B2C active members decreased 20% from 30,000 members at the end of 2020 to 24,000 members at the end of 2021. Q4 revenue increased 11% from the previous quarter to $29.2 million, with a 65% increase in B2B revenue to $12.7 million, and an 11% decrease in B2C revenue to $16.5 million. B2B sessions increased 15% from the previous quarter to 82,000 sessions, and B2C active members decreased 14% from the previous quarter to 24,000 members. So clearly, Talkspace increased its B2B business while its B2C business shrank. The company also had some major management shakeups at the end of last year since I made my last video. With the two founders leaving the company, one of them being the CEO, 
and the chief operating officer also resigned. Talkspace chairman, who was also one of the SPAC sponsors, is currently running the company as interim CEO. Along with those management changes, the execution strategy has also changed. They're continuing to increase resources to grow their B2B business, which appears to be working. But now they decreased their media spend. On their conference call, they said that they're focusing on higher subscription tiers in their B2C business, which increases average revenue per user, or ARPU, but has less customers. Although this strategy is seeing less B2C customers, they're seeing improvement in retention, conversion, refunds, and discounts. Their Q4 gross profit increased 13% quarter over quarter to $16 million, and the gross profit margin improved from 53.8% in Q3 to 54.7% in Q4. Their operating expenses increased 13% quarter over quarter to $44.5 million, and their cash balance decreased by $25 million quarter over quarter from $223 million at the end of Q3 to $198 million at the end of Q4. For their B2B business, managed behavioral health and EAP grew 20% quarter over quarter to $5.4 million. And direct to employer or DTE grew 128% to $7.3 million. B2B eligible lives grew 22% quarter over quarter from 56.6 million lives to 69 million lives. And DTE accounts grew 14% quarter over quarter from 139 accounts to 158 accounts. And as mentioned on their conference call, over 40% of their B2B business is recurring revenue. In their B2C business, revenue decreased 12% quarter over quarter, active members decreased 15% quarter over quarter, and advertising spend decreased 15% quarter over quarter. What this slide shows is that while they decreased ad spend by 15%, revenue only decreased by 12%. So their B2C ad dollars are being spent more optimally. Other things that I found interesting on their earnings call were that they're unifying their B2B2C conversion and service delivery by making it easier for insured customers to use their platform. And they launched their super bills feature that primarily helps out-of-network clients more easily submit claims to their insurance. They're also taking steps to grow and enhance their clinical network by increasing multi-state therapist licensing, intensifying recruitment in high-need states, and redesigning provider compensation and dashboards. According to their CEO on the conference call, they're seeing improved retention and satisfaction from their therapists. However, there was no mention of how many therapists are on this platform, which is something that they have talked about in the past. Now that we've looked at the Q4 and full year results, let's compare it to the former SPAC projections. The SPAC projected $125 million in net revenue for 2021, and the actual revenue was $114 million. So they were only off by 9%, which is not that bad compared to many other SPACs. Gross profit was projected to be $80 million, but actual gross profit was $67 million. 
16% lower than projected. Again, not that bad considering it was a SPAC, but not great either. EBITDA was projected to be negative $12 million. Actual adjusted EBITDA was negative $61 million. So this projection was way off. B2C subscribers was projected to be 46,000. Actual B2C active members turned out to be only 24,000. This was way off the projection, which was obviously a result of their change in B2C strategy. B2B lives covered was projected to be 65 million. Actual B2B lives covered was 69 million. So they actually beat those projections. Now I'm gonna share my thoughts on Talkspace and go over my updated bull and bear case price targets and my game plan for investing in Talkspace. Since I first started talking about Talkspace in August, many surprises have occurred. First, growth stocks got a massive valuation reset due to inflation concerns and the fear of the Fed raising rates. One of Talkspace's main competitors, Teladoc, which owns BetterHelp, is down 82% from its 2021 peak. The NASDAQ is in a bear market and the S&P 500 is in a correction. So market sentiment is definitely not on Talkspace's side. A second thing that happened was the management shakeup. The COO resigned and the two founders, one of them being the CEO, left the company. So that was definitely not something I was expecting. One more thing that happened was that Teladoc mentioned on their Q4 earnings call that BetterHelp grew revenues from $300 million to $700 million from 2020 to 2021. BetterHelp is one of Talkspace's main competitors and they absolutely crushed it last year while being a subsidiary of Teladoc. So even though Talkspace grew their revenue by 50%, it's somewhat disappointing knowing that their competitor grew revenue by over 100%. Talkspace is also burning around $25 million in cash per quarter. At this rate, they could run out of cash by the end of 2023, which could force them to take on debt, sell more shares to raise cash, or consider being acquired. Given the revaluation of growth stocks, I've cut my five-year bull case price target in half to around $14, assuming no share dilution, assuming a 30% revenue CAGR and a 5X PS ratio. And I'm also lowering my five-year bear case price to $1.18, assuming no share dilution, 10% revenue CAGR and a 1X PS ratio. Even though things haven't been ideal, I still plan on holding my shares for now. I've been averaging down and currently sitting on a loss. I still like the company. I like their mission to make behavioral health more accessible. And I still think that there is huge demand for their services given everything going on in the world. So now it's up to their management to execute on their strategy. What I wanna see in future quarters is continued high revenue growth, massive growth in the B2B business, decreasing EBITDA losses, and decreasing cash burn. All right, so thank you for making it to the end of my video. If you want more insights into my portfolios, or if you wanna just support the channel, be sure to check out my Patreon. A link is in the video description. And as always, a huge thank you to the patrons that have already joined.
And also, be sure to check out my free Discord to talk about stocks, SPACs, Bitcoin, and other investments with other members of the Wolves of Investing community. A link is also in the video description. All right, so let me know what you think about Talkspace. Drop me a line in the comments. Be sure to leave a like on this video before leaving. Thanks for watching, and I will see you next time.